Hello, this is Alan Watt at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com This 28th of March, 2007 Where I live, things never are still for very long. There's so much to do with so many calls coming in, so many emails to answer. And then even these blurbs, although they're spontaneous, just putting them together with uh, a few primitive things and tools can take a long time because even tonight the mic wouldn't work, which meant checking everything all the way to the recording gear and so on, just to find out that the cable had basically formed a bad connection within the cable itself, inside the cable. And after going through all that process, and you have to swap your, your cheapo mic for another El Cheapo. So things don't ever go smoothly. In fact, I think in this world, if you're doing all the right things, the harder it's going to be. Uh, that's what I've found from experience. And I'm sure others out there have found the same as well. It's just the way it is. And it's quite comical too. Some of the shows I go on, if they're using voice over internet to talk to me, I, I often don't hear everything that they say. And since it's live, and that's the, that's the, in a sense, it's a beauty of live broadcasting, you, you must go along. You don't want to, to stop partway through and have the host readjust all their dials or recall, rephone and get a better connection. So you, you, you try to get your way through as best you can. But uh, the last show I did, and it was Feet to the Fire, I'd hear parts of sentences and have to guess at the rest. So I, I, I hoped my answers would match the questions that, that I thought were being asked. And so it's quite comical at times how things work out. But they generally do work out. Another thing I've found too, and, and you probably noticed, this uh, pathocracy that runs the world, that basically gives us our ideas, our terminology, the phrases, the catchwords that people unwittingly start to parrot, they gave to the world the, the term conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorist as though it's a brand new kind of hobby for crazy people. And you'll find even some, some hosts that will introduce me as a conspiracy theorist. Even though I try and stick to the facts put out there and published by those big players at the top, the ones who have the power and have the money and the standing in their own class to bring about that which they write about and apart from that when you've read their books and you experience the changes they're talking about bringing on down through the years you know they're doing it of course so there's no real theory about it in fact 
H.G. Wells, one of the propagandists for this whole movement and a founder of the, one of the founders of the Fabian Society, paid for by the British Secret Service, actually called one of his books uh, The Open Conspiracy, one of his writings anyway. He said everything's out there if the public want to find it. And it's true enough, it's out there, it's just not highly publicized by the bestseller uh, book clubs that get you interested in drama and the latest written porn, which they call, uh, they used to call love stories, now they're calling them something else, romance stories. But they certainly won't publicize the fact that there, there are books out there where you can find so much information on this whole agenda. I've mentioned before about the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which was set up to bring about global government and to bring into it through and it's a secret society as far as far as how they bring their members in mainly journalists and movers and shakers, people who form the opinions of the people and create the opinions of the people. The talking heads on television and in major newspapers uh, generally are members of the Council on Foreign Relations in America and the Canadian Institute of International Affairs for Canada, the Australian Institute for International Affairs in Australia, same with New Zealand, they've even got one in India, and, and a few other ones across the planet you don't apply for membership you are approached to become a member and in the United States of America they even put out their own journal which is available to the public but this is public info but it's still in, enlightening whereas they have their own private ones too for members and private books And I noticed one, it's out for March, April. I didn't buy it because it was exorbitantly expensive. And after flicking through it, there wasn't much I, I wasn't expecting anyway, because they tell you what's coming next in the Foreign Affairs magazine, the mouthpiece for the public of the Council on Foreign Relations, the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And even had a uh, one of their topics was the New World Order. That's what it was entitled. And it was to do with Africa, I believe. And what they see as happening to Africa and what must be done, etc. And what they see in that will be done, regardless of how long it takes. But getting back to some of the shows I, I go on, Sometimes after I've been on and introduced as a conspiracy theorist, which is always said at the beginning of a show, in the last Toronto show uh, I was on, that's how it was introduced, and that's, that's uh, the host putting into the public's mind a pigeonhole for the coming guest. So you're already labelled and almost diffused before you open your mouth. These techniques are widely understood and interesting to 
to actually have them happen on, on you as an individual. And some of the shows, after I've been off, I go off, they'll bring on the next guest who will go into the Bible or Revelations and even bring my name in saying I'd probably agree with them, which is nonsense, because I explain things like Revelations in my third book. The real meanings, not the, the usual stuff which is meant to condition you into giving up. It's all preordained, and God says so. Uh, it's quite amazing how all games are played by different people who will use names to try and back up the particular spin on things it's very similar to the ancient priests who used to pray for the sun coming up and after a generation, those who'd grown up thinking, well, I guess if they don't pray for that sun coming up, it won't happen. And eventually the priests asked for certain donations and gifts and, and all this kind of stuff. And since the priests had access to thousands of years of knowledge of studying stars and comets and the rotations and uh, the, the different appearances of comets and when they were scheduled to appear, and they did have that even 25,000 years ago, then they could predict that something ominous was going to happen to the earth and and only they could save it from happening and, and people would go into frenzies of panic and fear thinking it was the end of the world and those priests would pray and pray when the eclipses came and when comets would come near and it would go away again and out would come the sun and everything would seem alright and those priests became incredibly wealthy and it's not bad work if you can get it now they use psychologists and psychiatrists and scientists to do the same kind of thing who project into the future what they see with their limited knowledge and always gain power for making statements and they get grants for doing so to give more statements back in the 1970s for the first time a member of parliament in Britain spoke up and said you know we might get hit with a comet or an asteroid and which would um, make some kind of new kind of uh, category of defense to protect yourselves against it and this was the, the beginning of what they'd been talking about uh, a threat from out there most folk think it was the alien invasion type stuff they were going to give us and they tried that for a while to see if we'd all fall for it but it takes an awful lot of novels and sci-fis to make us believe in that and if you don't keep pushing out new amazing sci-fis all the time it starts to winnow away again because most people don't see aliens uh, alien by the way comes from the root word it means stranger yeah but you know, they've tried all kind of con jobs to get us terrified because government must terrify its subjects in order to, to maintain order over those subjects and not only to maintain order but to guide them along a, a, a planned path if there's no danger from anything or, or we have no enemies over there or there or across that pond or across that river there then people tend to go their own way their own direction they don't like paying taxes and 
and keeping big militaries together and massive police forces that, that seemed to breed almost amongst themselves. So they always have to have new fears. And they knew back in the 1800s when they discussed the possibility of creating global government. It was discussed before that, in fact, and you'll find that in the writings of the founding fathers of the United States of America. But they knew that why government uh, existed, they knew why it would need to create fears, new fears in a peaceful society. They'd have to find some enemy and that's why George Orwell eventually brought out 1984 where you had a world system with three blocks, the trading blocks you know that were to come into view that would have wars between each other and alliances which kept changing just to keep perpetual war going so that the subjects, the, the, the citizens which are just subjects um, will obey their superiors, the government, the, the pathocracy, this interbred permanent political um, these dynasties we seem to elect over and over with all the other dynasties that are the top level bureaucrats too, they're all interbred as well they live in a world of their own so I was pondering that today after making up a few books on the floor here and that's where I do it I generally do that when I burn my breakfast um because it's go, 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 just doing the little that I do. <laughs> At least it's not a productive thing, put it that way. It's a lot I do, but it's not so productive as most people would define it, which generally means in your wallet. But I was thinking about that, and I got up, and I took Kamish out, and looked at the skies, and there they were, with their crisscrossing, with their big chemtrails, and new polymers, the, the, the polymer type that spreads fast uh, the kind that intensifies heat, you know, because they must create global heat to justify global warming and when they make the polymers it's like putting a plastic over uh, the world it intensifies the heat, it builds it up inside and reflects it back and forth from all these metal particles like mirrors, billions of mirrors and you get very very warm and out of that they'll also have storms, all kinds of storms and then they'll point to the people and say you're causing this with that little moped you're driving you must change your ways and we're going to ban them and you must live in habitat areas where we can all watch you and we'll have the, the local psychiatric association and local psychological association and all kinds of experts taking care of us and evaluating us daily and we will all be very good little citizens who don't much or have much chance to do anything else because we'll be watched and chipped and monitored and evaluated all through our lives as we go towards the next step and the next step and the next step which is all formatted out before us but yes this year we will definitely see intensity of the heat build up with their beautiful polymers like magnifying glasses above our heads the media will go into overdrive and then out will come the Kyoto experts to tell us why it's happening 
with all their vast knowledge on, and abilities to predict the future and all the NGOs which uh, is called the Earth Army by the way NASA was the first to talk about the creation of a, an Earth Army and what it was is millions of people who were brainwashed belonging to NGO groups, the followers following their leaders who were all paid for by the big foundations they'll demand that laws be made to change everything so we live in harmony with nature and how we're destroying the planet we are destroying the planet <laughs> and the boys who own the big foundations that pay for these NGOs own all the, the companies and mining companies across the planet quite an interesting thing isn't it so yeah I saw all these chemtrails this morning all over the place and you won't see that mentioned on your local news but they will mention the global warming and all of that stuff people are also telling me through emails that they are losing their memory young people too they are going to do things and when they're there they forget why they're there what they're doing it's transitory so it's very possible that there's like, other chemicals within this mix it would make sense to me actually that there, there will be some kind of tranquilizers uh, Rumsfeld admitted they have that ability to spray whole cities with aerosolized Valium and Prozac in case of emergencies and it wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all if they've been doing it the long term effects of these things are uh, transient memory losses and, and some permanent memory losses because your body gets used to certain doses and as it wanes uh, on certain days or during the evening and it gets a low dose uh, your, your body cannot kick in and take over your own natural uh, chemi uh, chemistry really can't kick in so fast and take it over and so you'll have these little transitory losses quite the world we live in so I was looking at these trails and I was thinking and I've mentioned it before about H.G. Wells the propagandist talking about all the things that would do these uh, scientific elite and how science should rule the people for their own good and then I thought about the movie 1984 and how they all tie in together on the same themes of totalitarianism only with H.G. Wells he was an advocate for the elite running the show he didn't think that the common person had the abilities to direct or plan their own life or even be safe to be left alone to plan it and carry it through Wells wrote uh, The Shape of Things to Come and I came back in the house after dwindling about this in my head my head goes into strange places you know uh, so much so it surprises me and when I punched up the emails it's just synchronicity kicking in I got one from a, a tulip in Amsterdam 
with some of the words from the movie, the 1936 H.G. Wells movie, the old black and white version. And she'd written down what uh, the black intruder named Wings over the world says. This is the Air Force that basically sprays all this stuff over the peoples to gas them into submission. What a coincidence. This is what he says. Now think of this when you look at the world around you today. And all the laws and all the control freaks that are all over the place now uh, who are running our lives. This is what the, the guy says, the head of the, the wings of the, over the world. We have the airways. We have the seas. We have ideas in common. The brotherhood of efficiency. The Freemasonry of science. We are the last trustees of civilization when everything else has failed. We shall come here and clean things up. We go on, that's how things are. We are taking hold of things with science and government. In the long run, no man is indispensable. In the human things, the human things go on. We forever. The great John Cabal changed the course of the world. We're living through these times where science is, like Lord Bertrand Russell said, are controlling our lives. The experts are controlling our lives from cradle to grave. We're like cattle or sheep that are being weighed, measured, tested, blood drawn to test it, IQ levels done. Just like a, a good farmer would do with his best stock, make sure he understands it perfectly. That's what's happening to the human race, the world over. The pathocracy that runs the world who are psychopaths. Hire the lesser psychopaths, but that means those who don't have, they're not born into power and money position the ones who go into uniform or get a suit and tie and become a bureaucrat to persecute the people below them they hire those ones to enforce all these things and make sure everything works for them this runs along the lines of Plato and the Republic based on Plato's own aristocracy of his day when he talked about the perfect society the guardian class at the top that would have a council but he said and people miss this part he also said they'd have the nocturnal council the night council the ones who don't play by general rules which most folk would understand as above so below as they say And Plato also talked about they would bring in people from the lesser classes, but the upper strata, to do all their work for them. The bureaucrats, basically. And the military class that would eventually be inbred. Because he knew, like animals, you can breed qualities in or out of any species.
point when you really look at the history of the world we've, we've had a horror show really something that's making some psychologists uh, edgy today just going over history because gradually, very gradually is dawning on some of them and has been since the 70s that the ones who end up ruling societies and all societies generally are psychopathic in nature this doesn't surprise me because in a monetary system where you deal with profit and wealth exaggerated wealth a morbid need for extraneous wealth then obviously those who accumulate the most in that such a society will be worshipped by those who do not acquire all of the same goods the wealth buys the armies it creates them, it keeps them together I'd like to see you try to keep an army together if you gave them a bag of rice every day and uh, kept them away from home for too long I think nature would take over and certain natural instincts would have to be fulfilled with young guys money is a deviancy and it's a deviancy created by very clever psychopaths there can be no happiness in this world and no peace in a monetary system when you turn on television which now is just a bizarre psychodrama of horror and people getting blown up or shot down somewhere sometimes by mistake they tell us like wedding parties over there you know over there as the song goes mixed in with Hollywood stars Hollywood murders the black and the white of the the high lodges sacrifice and all the things the public don't understand but which are actually spells being cast over them you're living in a surrealistic world where your mind drops out and downloading drops in you're being programmed and you're losing your compassion and your ability to reason these techniques are well understood within psychological warfare and military organizations and strategists surrealism is a form of schizophrenia uh, schizophrenia like other ones other problems are affective and cognitive disorders this can be brought about by what we're being downloaded with and desensitized with and it isn't by chance 
it, media wasn't always like this, by the way. At one time, you didn't get sports or Hollywood or what the rich and famous are doing. That's been only in the last 15, 20 years. Before, it would have been a crime, in fact, to show you some horror of people getting blown up and lying all over the place and then switching to someone's latest breast implants glittering with jewellery on the stage getting an award neither would you have ad- advertising stuck in between it because that also makes everything surrealistic and non-realistic these are techniques Pavlovian type techniques eventually the mind will switch off and anything can be shown but the subconscious takes it in and you become dehumanized and desensitized that way when you see people being carted off down from your street by our modern version of the KGB called the multi-jurisdictional task forces the combination of military police etc which are operational now within all western countries we won't be so shocked about it in fact we'll probably witness it and go back in and watch TV this is the bizarre world that scientists and it's true, scientists have created this it was discussed in writings back in the 40s and 50s some people have asked me for book lists in fact I used to get nothing but phone calls where people would just pump me for hours asking about books and and I eventually realized I couldn't be used as a reference library for people especially when you only have so much time in the day every day but I will be putting out book lists in the next work I get printed up that way at least I'll get something back for for my time but for those who want to look into things for themselves they can't go far wrong by checking the books I've told them about already on my talks you can also check into the techniques of persuasion they're in your libraries people who can't remember what a library is it's a place you go and you you join and you, you get a little card and you get these things called books which are made of paper and you can take them with you anywhere and read them even when the power goes out if you've got a light you can read them and some of them are really informative there's no flashing lights there's no moving ads and no, nothing like that and no funny sounds comes off them and I say this because some people and some older people too have told me they can't read books anymore they can't concentrate long enough to read through a paper book something happens to the mind when you've been so long on computer and internet there's no doubt about that there's no doubt whatsoever 
There was a song out a while back called I think I'm getting or getting physical I think it was or going physical and I sing I think I'm going digital because that's more appropriate today I used to wonder why the old hippies always said dig it well dig it is digit digit you see D-I-G-I-T all these little phrases that are put in there before the events Somehow, so it would make sense later on. Going back to talk shows, now one of the the biggest businesses today, which ties in with the whole new age thing. I mean, you have a ready-made market now of people who've been bombarded with the new age religion. You have all the talk shows to to cash in on it. They call them Art Bell clones in the business, and there is a business on them because you have the ready-made market. You don't have to create a market, and they're all doing tremendously well because it's limitless. It's all imagination and limitless, and and thousands of people are guaranteed to call in and tell you their ghost experiences and dreams and little stories, fascinating stories and then they have all the latest hucksters with their gimmickry as well coming in authorised hucksters to spin us off into further La La Land La, at least there's one note above the sun SOL, soul on the music scale and when people are going through incredible changes and fear and worry there's no doubt about it uncertainty they look for something to save them because people have always been terrified of dying one guy wrote into me and he says do you mean we're all going to die and I thought well of course we are uh, go around any graveyard you'll find that that's what's happened to everybody before you all I hope for is that we don't all die at the same time maybe it'll go on as, as it has in the past here today gone tomorrow but people are afraid of dying because they're afraid of everything if you're afraid of everything you will be terrified of dying that means you're not living now those who are rigid people and terrified of death cling either to established religions and they cling to the formulas and they try and make sure their children cling to them and they, be, they, they, they were rather stern and time has gone by their own fear is projected onto their children now it's the new age who project all their fears onto children not that there's any families left mind you to hold on to but uh, single parents still project their fears on to their children and everyone's running looking for an experience 
that will guarantee them something beyond this. And there's another thing in the human psyche, in normal, and this is a difference here because, see, there, most people in the world, even though we live in a great variety of personalities, most people in that massive variety are normal. Even with the little squabbles and the little fights and, and pettiness and all the rest of it, they're normal people. They don't seek power over large quantities of others. It's the psychopath who craves that. They live, they dream about that. That's what their fantasies are. A psychopath who's born into rich, wealthy families with traditions of rulership dreams of conquest and and uh, a common enemy to fight that was Maggie Thatcher's wish and she admitted that on the BBC that she her greatest fantasy was to have a war and lead Britain through it like Winston Churchill had done that's a psychopath speaking Because the people below them are toys, we're just toys to them, toy soldiers, toy people. So when 9-11 happened, by pure coincidence, of course, after they'd written about the necessity of a Pearl Harbor type event to get this whole agenda underway with the Middle East, and bingo, they, 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 got it, they, they drew the right card and it happened. What luck. All the psychopaths went into, into gear. These guys sit and dream about this stuff. They fantasize about it. In little clubs of other psychopaths. And they can recognize each other. Psychopaths know they're different. But they can recognize each other. And they can cooperate with each other in a common cause. Especially when it's benefiting their fantasies. But the history of this world seems to be, and especially since money came along, that's, and armies were created and held together by money, and conquered. The conquering of nations began, and the empire building, and the accumulation of wealth in the hands of the psychopaths. We have a deviancy within us, existing within us, around us. And the psychopaths rise to the top. The ones who brutalize their fellow man for paychecks are just the lower grade forms of psychopaths. They're the ones who put you in trenches and shoot you in the back of the head. And yes, they have those guys in every generation too. They're psychopaths. It was interesting to read the histories of executions and the effects it had on soldiers who were carrying out executions in some of the major wars of the past. When Germany was killing off the undesirables, as they called it, various groups of them they found a, they had a hard time keeping firing squads 
together for three days because on the third day they found that the average young soldier began to break down they couldn't stand straight they couldn't aim straight they would be shaking and this is because of the inner fight of the normal person within them fighting with their indoctrination and their indoctrination hadn't suppressed their own natural humanity so they had to keep replacing these guys every three days maximum the Soviets had the same problem and the Soviets killed an awful lot more during their term but of course they had a different term for all that it was they had to kill them for historical necessity they called it the same term by the way that people like Bertrand Russell used for the supposed capitalist West when he talked about his idea of his utopia he also mentioned the need to take children away from their parents due to contamination of ideas from their parents from old moral standards etc old customs and he found out of course through experimentation they could put them in kindergarten and scientifically indoctrinate the children and leave those children with the parents but before that he'd always thought like the others in uh, the elite of Britain they'd, they'd have to take them from the parents completely just like Plato and the Republic suggested and you think this is all new hmm. brotherhoods eh one of the earlier books on persuading people in the marketing industry at least made available to the public was called The Hidden Persuaders I think it was Vance Packard but you can check it out for yourselves he wrote a couple of books on techniques that you don't even realize are used in all the supermarkets and all the stores and how even your pupil dilation is monitored with little cameras to see what colors the customer likes when you're walking up the aisles looking at various products I think it was back in the 50s that they even made that book or 50s or 60s there's nothing new here it's done surreptitiously covertly and then it's used by governments too all this information because governments must always control that's their job they want to control that's why it attracts the type of personality that needs to control you need data on how to be more efficient in control control freedom planet earth nothing is ever as it seems especially when you turn on the magic box called television there's not a an item in a picture even a still that lasts two seconds to the side of a foot to the side of an arm wherever that isn't debated and psychologically prepared to project 
a permanent photograph deep within your subconscious that's why so much money so much money goes into advertising it works and there is nothing they would not stoop to if allowed which they wouldn't use the terminology they use concerning the public or the customer is degrading but to them it's efficient and it's practical they're the terms like mouse trap they build a better mouse trap to bring you in whether it's like a credit card or whatever a better mouse trap and all this kind of these kind of terms even have categories in investing called wolves for themselves and then the, the lesser breeds below them down to the the sheep at the bottom that reads the newspaper and follows the major investors these are the terms that they use because the ones at the top are psychopathic you see a psychopath lives on pure ego they are what they believe they believe they're winners they must be winners they're very bad losers very bad they'll take the whole world with them if they could These traits are well known to psychopaths, I mean to psychopaths, to psychologists. I was going to say that there's many psychologists who are also psychopaths, and that's true. Uh, you have the ones at the bottom beginning to recognize the psychopathy within our society, which runs society, and they're only starting to realize that, that the big boys at the top hire psychopathic psychologists to explain how to control the people down below them so there's no doubt about it there are many psychopaths in different areas of control and it's only natural that they, they would use those who study people in order to utilize techniques to control people on a grand scale what a wonderful world we live in I hope you excuse this rushed blurb but it's been a very rushed day with so many things to remember, do and it's not so easy when you're making up books yourself you're burning discs yourself sticking on the labels yourself answering the phone doing all the email and then uploading this kind of stuff but this is our window of opportunity before that slams shut too I'd rather have an open window than a chip in my brain and that will never happen I can guarantee you that no matter how bad things are made to be we must hang on to that which is human in a world which is trying to dehumanize us all when we're all dehumanized 
will fight each other. Uh, those people in the chat rooms, I'm sure, are, are experiencing that. I've never looked into them because I know why they're set up. I know what they do. And there's more disinformation there and slandering of each other than, than anything else under the sun. It's dehumanizing. You know, the egos clash with egos. The same will happen in general society if we allow it. We must reclaim that which we have the potential to be and which we once were. And we have to start pointing out those deviants who are planning this whole world. We've got to point out too all the helpers they have right down to your local level, top to bottom. We've got to expose all of the secret societies that hide them because that's where they get their start and then the good ones are picked to go higher often to other degrees and other orders it's a sifting mechanism Freemasonry and the Eastern Star and all of the other branches they, they call themselves and hide under and they all know to start to get up there they've got to join these groups then join the charities get on the boards and start canvassing doors and become little political helpers and Maybe one day they become a politician, the psychopathic personality. They're going to lie to the public and tell them all the things they want to hear and never fulfill the promises. And then they sleep well at night because psychopaths have no conscience. They're very good actors. They're the best, in fact. They do it naturally. If part of their brain simply isn't there. Plato's old technique of beating things out has been very successful and yes they would like us all to be living a disassociated state the schizoid state coupled with emotional disorder that Kreplin talked about they're doing a darn good job and now they're going after the last of the children who can still understand and ask questions naturally to drug them to make sure they don't become leaders for another generation they want them all to have the dull eyes that you see all around you in young children today we must regain our humanity And truly this is the last step because the younger generation won't have the chance. People should not feel so overwhelmed because in times gone by the psychopaths have accumulated at the top and caused their tremendous evil and worked it on the general public to the latter's detriment but the people rally eventually and rectify the situation something the psychopaths are well aware of because they hire the best historians and have lectures by them on these, this very topic how to maintain control
but we shouldn't feel overwhelmed because that which is human must always triumph if we want it to and we haven't with all the work that's been done on us we haven't all succumbed to the dehumanizing program of indoctrinations we've had since childhood some people deal with it in their own special way I know one fellow who gets out in the morning and when there's no one around he'll he does what the Sufis do which is a dance where they twirl around in circles spin just to clear his mind but for me that wouldn't do it I'd get dizzy I think I'll take it slow I think Hamish and I will just go out right now in fact and start off slow which is the best way to do it and have this little little dancing I'll stand on the ridge out there there's a big rock out there where there's no one well there's no one to watch me anyway so I can do what I want except for those satellites up there but who cares you know I'm nuts anyway right you know I'll start off slow like the guy in this particular movie Zorba yeah I feel like a Greek dance tonight so for me and Hamish it's good night to me your God or your gods go with you